welcome back, everyone, live here in beautiful Dallas, Texas, or particularly uh, Prosper, Texas, North Dallas here. I've got a great guest here coming your way here on Living the Good Life Show, coast to coast this morning. No stranger to our show, no stranger to households around the country, and someone who needs no introduction, the great John O'Hurley. How are you doing, sir? Couldn't be better, my friend. How are you? Very good. It's great to have you back on the show, and you know, Thank someone you. someone who you're oh you're very busy. You constantly are working, which is wonderful, especially this day and age. And it seems like everything that you touch turns to gold. I you know I really really. Um, I wish I wish that I wish that that were true, but thank you. <laughs> well, honestly, though, I mean, at least when it comes to uh, being on camera and some of the great things that you're involved with, and you know, before we get into some of the the, the great moments of your career over the years, I do want to talk about some of the things that you have on, uh, going on right now. Currently, you've got this phenomenal. Uh, one man show, and I'd love for you to share with all of our listeners a little bit about what it's what it's about. Well, it's uh, the the title of the show is called A Man with Standards, and it's uh, something that I wrote about five years ago. Uh, it uh, contains uh, all of the uh, stories of my life, underscored by some of the great music of the great American songbook, Henry Mancini, Frank Sinatra, Moon River, things like that. Wow. And uh, I was just lucky enough to grow up in the 50s and the 60s around the, the, the music and the melodies. And it was uh, then coincidentally also lucky enough to go grow up around men who had standards. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's, um, you know, it's a wonderful kind of uh, nostalgic autobiographical musical that uh, uh, is very funny and it's uh, wonderful music. And, and there's only one tier. So it's a little poignant as well. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and you've done so many different things over the years. I mean, from Broadway, uh, you've hosted multiple, multiple great shows from Family Feud and, of course, NBC's The National Dog Show, which we all absolutely love, especially, you know, us dog fr- fans and uh, uh, lovers all over this country, all over the world. We love that show. And, you know, you've you're, you've been known from the one of the greatest characters, I think, in television history as Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. And I have a feeling I bet you still get stopped on the street from just random. People. Oh, it never it it never ends. It never <laughs> ends. In fact, in fact, it's a funny coincidence that you mentioned that mentioned that because I was just looking at my phone a few minutes ago. And uh-huh. uh, you're probably familiar with that platform uh, Cameo dot com. Of course. Which is now, um, uh, you know, it's about basically birthdays and anniversaries from celebrities to people that are fans. And uh, I've been, um, you know, lucky enough to be on the platform, but everybody seems to enjoy the uh, the uh, Jay Peterman monologues, which I have. And I've written about uh, six or seven of them in addition to the ones that I had from the show. So I have one for every occasion now, but it's fun. I, the, the character still stays alive. Unbelievable. Well, it stays alive every day for Americans and people all over the world where it's syndicated, of course. You know, I got to ask you a question as you know, you've been affiliated now as a host of the National Dog Show for so many years. And, and uh, you know, you're, you ob- you must have such a great love for pets, but dogs in particular. But, you know, what you're doing now, um, if you wouldn't mind maybe talking a little bit about uh you know, your relationship, especially with what we're living in right now, this day and age with inflation and and just some people are just at this point in time, you know, they're just giving up even 
you know, having a pet, having a dog, if they can't take care of their dog, they're actually giving it up for adoption. And unfortunately, there's so many places. Yeah, they just they're not even accepting that anymore. So talk about what you're doing to help this particular situation right now. Well, we were just uh, I've been uh, down here uh, in um, I've been down here in uh, San Antonio uh, at the Comic-Con down here helping uh, the shelter, the big shelter that uh, um, very predominant here in southern Texas. But it's called uh, God's Dog, God's Dogs Rescue. And uh, they do wonderful, wonderful work with um, trying to give these uh, these animals a, a forever home. But you're right. Uh, there has been a preponderance of dogs returning to shelters now being given back or dogs just being let out on the street now. Because people with the with the cost of living, people just can't afford to you know add that extra expense. And right. you know, as as sad as it is, it is you know it's it's a it's a real thing we have to deal with. It, it, it's it's it runs contrary to what was going on in the beginning of the pandemic when people were locked up in their homes and uh, you couldn't find a dog in a shelter. They were all gone. Everybody was in there, you know, picking up their dog and right. uh, just for the for the sense of companionship. Well, it's it's the opposite way now. Just, so anyway, uh, it, it's um, it's a national uh, concern, and it's one of the um, unfortunately one of the things that uh, runs tandem to a poor economy. Mm. You know, actually, I was one of those people who adopted a. Uh, I was lucky enough to adopt my puppy. She was eight weeks old during COVID or the pandemic, if you will, and I was so lucky. I mean, uh, as a lot of people around the country, they did the same thing. Um, and unfortunately, I'm in a position where I can take care of this dog. But like you said. Um, it's crazy with what we're living in yep. um, right yep. now, but uh, you're doing such great things. I got to ask you, and maybe switch gears a little bit here too, um, because I know that you're just a, a big golfer. You love golf. Um, mm-hmm. how, when you're traveling, as an example, with your one-man show here, um, do you ever get a chance to fit in a round or two? You know, I mostly no. Okay. Uh, I have kind of a kind of an unwritten rule is that when I'm on the road and I'm working, mm-hmm. I'm I'm working. And um, I kind of, you know, golf's a luxury. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's a nice it's a nice luxury. Sure. But, um, but it's uh, you know, I, I really like to focus on the show. I like to rest my voice. I like to uh, uh, and also just take time for myself during the day to do other things that I need to do. I have an awful lot of business stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, as I say, golf is a luxury. But, you know, here uh, an example of, uh, you know, the wonderful opportunities that we have. I am. Uh, taking uh, my wife up to Pebble Beach to celebrate our anniversary. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, we're actually, we got uh, engaged on the seventh hole at uh, Pebble Beach. Oh, so wow. Uh, there's, there's a lot of history there. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, we've been uh, lucky enough to have you play in our celebrity event out in Los Angeles uh, uh, over the years and I always appreciate the support there. And uh, I got a question just because you do follow the game of golf. You love golf and we love to put people on the spot. What's your take on uh, live right now? these days well i you know i kind of look at it as uh, the uh, the nba and the aba you uh-huh. know uh, there was a time and uh, a place for it and it was um, you know they they ran parallel uh, to each other um, right. the aba tried to make uh, golf or to make uh, basketball a little different yeah. um and uh but I, I don't have a problem with it frankly i mean you, you can question obviously the the origin of the saudi money and things like that and, and people are right to do that if that if, if so mm-hmm. but uh as a concept i i think it's okay because i think it's being kind of it's dividing into a group of people that want to play less 
but still be able to earn a living at it. And so they have this league type of format and right. I'm fine with that. I, I don't listen. This it is, you know, you're still seeing great golf and I, I it, this is internal bickering that will take it. You know, uh, the PGA tour wants to remain a monopoly yeah. and, um, you know, there aren't many of those left and, uh, there's, you know, antitrust issues there and, sure. you know, it'll all be solved. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be solved in the courtroom, which is, uh, which is sad because I don't know. I just believe, I believe there's, there's, it, it, we don't need just one tour. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I think that there are ample opportunities for, uh, people to earn a living playing golf, especially when they play at the level that they do. Um, and I think you should yeah. be able to see all different types of it. I mean, in all other sports, there's, they, they have much more, you know, m- many more, it's like horse racing. It's not all one style. It's, you know, horses are, are allowed to, to race, you know, quarter horses are allowed to barrel, do barrel right. racing. Right. All, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, why the PGA tour has to have, you know, have everybody moving in lockstep. I don't particularly agree with, but that's just my take. No, it's a brilliant take. I love it. Um, actually I agree with it. Uh, again, reminding everyone, um, the one man show. Talk about is it is it almost over? Are we just getting started? Well, I'm down in uh, I'm down in Texas here. I just uh, I have a show tonight here uh, okay. uh, in uh, in San Antonio at uh, at Jazz Texas, okay. and then I have a um, and then I have a uh, I'll be moving over to Austin for a show there tomorrow night at the Parker Jazz uh, uh, Club. How do they find out uh, what's next for you? Is there any kind of website or social media? For you? Well, you know, I, I, um, come on, I, John, everyone loves you. We got to find you. I know. I've got to be a little better about that. I know. <laughs> but I, uh, once I, when I, when I book a commitment at a club, then I'll, uh, then I advertise it. But until, you know, right now I'm booking out into next year. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it, uh, you have to watch Facebook, I guess. Yep. Well, well, John Hurl Hurley will be coming to a theater near you. I am sure. Thanks for joining us once again. We'll see you real soon. Hopefully at our next event this, uh, later this year. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye now. John O. Hurley, ladies and gentlemen. Such a class act. Doing so many great things. More to come live right here on Living the Good Life. Hey, you love who you love and you lose who you thought was the one and you think that you might go crazy and never get out of the rut. You get drunk, you hold on and let go of the grudge till there's no hard feelings and no bad. 